I hate those labels. Literally despise them. Whenever I hear them, my skin crawls because I think they're stupid. But what I don't like is when you have one genre, metal, and then you have this Christian side of it. Welcome to The Dismantle, creating community, not converts. Hello and welcome to The Dismantle, a show for community, not converts. I'm your host, Joey. On this show, we try to dismantle a topic that poses as problematic for the church by having a conversation with a guest who has experience with that subject. Now, we won't always agree, but we won't argue because our goal is to build bridges, but not barriers. Our guest this week is Michael Sweet. Michael is the lead singer of the band Striper, a metal band from Orange County, California. He also is a solo artist currently working on a new project. Michael, welcome to The Dismantle. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for making the time, man. I'm really excited about our conversation. You know what? I am too. I am too. And and you've you've got a guy here who's, who's brutally honest. So this will, I'm sure, be fun. I can't wait. Before we dive into our topic, Michael, how did you get introduced to church, to faith? What's some of your spiritual background? Well, uh, we uh, I grew up in a family that, of course, believed in God and to a small level had faith in God, but was not, at least early on, before the age of 12, a, a church-going family. And then what happened was uh, we started watching Jimmy Swaggart. Um, on, on television back in the seventies. And uh, when he was in the big arenas and, you know, and we were drawn to him not only by his words and by his preaching, but also by his music, because my dad's a big Elvis fan. And I grew up listening to a lot of the fifties music, you know, and Jimmy kind of had that sound. He sounded a little bit like Elvis played a piano, like Jerry Lee Lewis, which he's a you know, they're cousins. Everybody knows that, I would assume. And we were just instantly drawn to that. So we accepted the Lord through Jimmy Swagger, wound up finding a local church, a Southern Baptist church, because he was Southern Baptist. And uh, we wound up going to church for a, a period of time as a family. And <clears throat> that's where it all began, man. Way, way back when, when I was 12, I was born in 63. So you can do the math on that. Now, would you say that there's been a journey within your spiritual walk from the time that you first accepted Christ to where you are now? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been an interesting one, but in, in a good way. I wouldn't I have no regrets. I wouldn't go back and change a thing um, uh, in terms of my my spiritual walk. There's been ups and downs. And the reason for that is because Striper, if anyone is familiar with Striper out there listening, uh, they're going to know that Striper is kind of. You know, we we march to our own, you know, our own beat, our own drum. We we swim against the tide. All those cliches that you want to throw at that apply. Uh, we're not like any other band. You know, we, we've never been a part of the CCM crowd or club, contemporary Christian club, you know, and we've never been part of the mainstream club. We just don't fit in because we do things in a mainstream style, but we're a Christian band. You know, we're, we're Christians and we're sold out to Christ. And uh, but yet at the same time, we don't want to we don't want to go out there. We, we typically don't play churches. We don't pull out a Bible and sit down and preach after we play. We don't do things like the norm. Uh, so because of that, we've taken heat and been under scrutiny from both sides for 35 years, 36 years. Which was a perfect segue to 
one of my questions. I mean, you guys really do have this unapologetic approach when it comes to your music. And, and there's always usually been, and I say this with air quotes, a controversy that follows you. Has that been more a conscious effort to just do things the way that you think it should be done? Or is there more of a, there's a problem with the system and we want to address it? I think there's a problem with the system. Unfortunately, not all, but many people, uh, Christian bands, follow the leader. They do what they're told. And, and the reason why I can say that is I'm living proof. I've actually lived it. I've, I've, I've been a part of that whole scene. In 1994, when I left uh, Striper and I went out and I released my first solo album, <clears throat> I was signed to a Christian label called Benson, which is now Provident. Uh, and... Um, I was, you know, they were great people and they did a lot for me and, and uh, <clears throat> we were a great team. But there were times when I was literally told like, oh, man, you got to add more Jesus in this song. You know, we need a few more Jesus, a few more uh, words that, that, you know, throw in Jesus in there a few more times, you know, because that's going to help us get a number one. I mean, I would hear stuff like that. And I'm just thinking that's just not the way it should be. The way it should be is, uh, you know, a very personal, deep, uh, from the heart experience as as a as a writer, as a performer. And uh, Striper doesn't follow those rules. Like I, I'm one of those guys, and it, you know, it's gotten me in trouble often. But I'm one of those guys that'll stand up at the at the board, at the table of ten or twelve uh, corporate people, and I'll say, No, I'm not doing that. I like the song just as it is because I wrote it from my heart and I wrote it from experience and and I wrote it for something that I've personally been through and I prayed about it and, and I feel led to do it and keep it as is. So I'm not doing that. And then you see the chins drop and then there's a little bit of an attitude and, and it kind of severs the relationship. That's happened to me many times. So that's that's what I mean by it's unfortunate to see that in the Christian contemporary Christian marketplace. And then in the mainstream side, you see that as well. You know, there's a lot of corporate people that get involved and, and they kind of push, push the pin and, and, you know, push, push everything around and, and make it happen their way. And you know, in doing so, you lose the integrity of the artist. Now, your latest record is entitled God Damn Evil. Can you explain the record a little bit? Talk to me about some of what was going on when you wrote the record. Well, my brother had thrown that title out uh, uh, quite a while back. And uh, at first I was shocked. Believe it or not, even Michael Sweet was shocked. <laughs> and and, uh, and I, I heard it. I'm like, wow, OK, whoa, that's that's pretty bold. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought like, wow, that's a really powerful statement. And I think in our times, we need powerful statements. We, meet, we need statements. We need things that are said that make people think, that, that, that spin their head around, to stop them in their tracks, to get their attention, and to make them think. And that title is a perfect example of that. Were we doing it to be controversial and just to stir the pot, just for the fun of it? Absolutely not. Some people have said that. And I couldn't say any stronger that they're completely dead wrong. We we did it with the purpose, and and it has a meaning to it. I mean, our meaning behind that is is God, will you damn the evil around us? It's a prayer. It's a simple prayer, and it's a request, looking up to the heavens and saying, God, please damn the evil around us. There's so much evil around us. There's so many things going on in this world 
that need to be damned, that need to be condemned, that need to be ended. And that's all that statement is saying. But people people instantly saw it as, oh my gosh, they're swearing. And oh my gosh, you can't say that. And you can if, you know, what is behind it is pure and holy versus just saying a swear is not pure, not holy, and taking God's name in vain. That's not how we mean it. And the other half of that lyric is, but God saved the people, but God damned the walls. Exactly. God uh, damned the evil. God damn it all. God saved the people, but God damned the walls. Exactly. And, and, and if you get into the lyric and, and you read the lyrics and what we're saying and you, you hear the interviews and how we're describing what we meant, it makes perfect sense. But, you know, a lot of times people, certain people are kind of closed minded and they don't want to hear it. And they literally won't. Even if you explain to them, they say, uh-uh, no, 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 uh-uh, you know, and they just won't give you the time of day. Now, have you guys battled with the labeling of Christian metal? Yeah. What I mean by that is there's Christian pop, Christian acoustic, Christian, you know, the the label of you identify as a Christian band. Have you guys dealt with that? Yeah, we have. And and I've made it very clear over the years, and I'll I'll keep uh, making it clear until I take my last breath. I hate those labels. Literally despise them. Whenever I hear them, my... I, I just – my skin crawls because I think they're stupid, and I think they're they're corny. Uh, I think, you know, metal is metal, and you don't find – you do find genre, different genres, and you do find, uh, you know, on the mainstream side, people uh, labeling certain styles of music. And I, I understand that, you know, if you've got – R&B and then you've got metal. Obviously, those are two different styles of music. You need to have some sort of label and uh, you can categorize those in the in the record store or on Spotify or what have you. And I get that. But what I don't like is when you have one genre, metal, and then you have this Christian side of it. You know, it's either metal or it's not. You know, uh, you don't see that on the mainstream side. You don't you don't go into a, a record store and say, hey, where's the satanic metal section? And then they say, oh, that's over in the far right corner. And the Christian metal section is in the far left corner. Now, the Christian metal section really is in the far left corner. That's reality. And the reason why I don't like that is because when I walk in a store and Striper's album just came out today with Megadeth and Judas Priest and their albums are at the front of the store on display but because striper is a quote-unquote christian metal band we're in the far left corner of the store and it puts limitations on us it instantly limits what we're trying to do and that's that's what the main reason why i don't like it because of the limitations but i also don't like it because it's just corny as all get out <laughs> man Ugh. <laughs> yeah, and you wouldn't do that for a Christian baker. You wouldn't do that for a Christian plumber. No, and people argue that, and you know, we can go round and around and around and argue all day long. But it's so true. You don't look through the yellow pages, and I've used this as an example. And you know, because you're a Christian, you don't look through the yellow pages and say, "Okay, hey, we got to look for a Christian plumber." You know, you know, look look up in the yellow pages and imagine if literally. There is a Christian section in the yellow pages for Christian plumbers. It's it's silly. What does that have to do with doing a good job? 
Right. And back to what you were saying, it, it limits the amount of exposure and not, not just from a artistic standpoint, but the, the potential for your ability to help people is now limited because it's been shelved. Absolutely. And I, but I get, there's a flip side of that coin. I get like when there's Christian people who don't want to listen to mainstream quote unquote secular music and that might help direct them to the right place when they can go right through the Christian category. I get that, you know, um, but at the same time, I just think that it's, I've always viewed it in this. I, I'm talking about before I rededicated my life uh, when I was 20 years old. So in 1983, before that, I always thought that was corny. It's like it, when the first time I heard Christian music, I was like, what, what? What do you mean Christian? It's it's music. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just it's just my personal take on it. Music is music. Music is music. And and I mean, I've, some of the mainstream, some mainstream songs are anointed, and you hear them, and you like the hairs on my arm stand on end, and I'm thinking, wow, this is anointed by God. But it doesn't have the Christian tag on it. That has nothing to do with it. Music is music. It's either good or it's bad, or it's it's pure or it's not. It's holy or it's evil. It, it, you know, you don't need the Christian tag to tell you that. Now you've got songs like we mentioned, the album title "Goddamn Evil." You've got "To Hell with the Devil." Why do you think it's so important to be so? vocal and blunt and unapologetic about that within your music well you know we come our roots and our histories we come from a you know a world where everything is basically that way being vocal and blunt and you know regardless of 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 becoming christians and being a christian that's icing on the cake but i mean you know prior to that it was always that way so it's just we're just being who we are and and what we know and all we know. I mean, when we became striper and changed the words and in, in the message, we remained true to who we were prior to that musically, in image and in and who we were as as you know rock and roll people and and uh, you know guys that grew up on the streets of Sunset and in in Hollywood playing Gazzaris and Troubadour and the Whiskey and all these places, we, we stayed the same band. You know, and that's the difference between Striper and probably most, if not maybe even all, Christian bands is we, we didn't grow up in the church. Most Christian bands do. Um, you know, they grew up in the church and around the church and grew up in that world. And their dad or their mom or, or their uncle or whatever were, was a pastor. And they kind of, we didn't grow up around that. You know, we, we grew up on the streets of L.A. and then became Christians. So it kind of set us apart and made us very different and unique. And I think that's why many people accepted us. And that's also why many people didn't. Now, do you think the church and Christian music today struggles with that bluntness? Uh, especially in a world that seems to be so veiled in metaphors. I do. I do. I, I, I think not as much maybe as 30, 40 years ago or even 20 years ago. I think we're, we're getting there slowly but surely, but I think it still struggles with that. Yes, absolutely. 
Because I, and the only reason, the only way I can say that with certainty is because I've lived it. I've seen it. You know, I'll go out and do a church, an acoustic gig at a church or whatever, and I'll be told, okay, don't do this. You can't say that. Uh, you know, be cautious of this. And there's a certain way they do things and want to do things, and they're not open to trying different things. Now, what would you say to maybe it's the Big C Church or or just a local church? What would you say as someone in your position, from your perspective, that would help the church move in a more positive direction on this? Well, I mean, just you know, if I have the opportunity to meet with them and, and share my heart, or, or obviously to perform. Every time I perform or Striper performs, it's different. It's it's not going to be like going to see a contemporary Christian artist perform. Because I've seen, I've seen those artists many times, and they have a certain way about them, and 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 it's you know I'm not poking fun at it at all. I don't want anyone to think that I am, but you know they'll come out and praise the Lord, brother. You know they have a certain way of doing things. When you come see Michael Sweet perform or Striper perform, you don't see that. We come out and we go, hey everybody, you know, as you guys ready to rock tonight? You know, we we just do it in a different way. Um, we don't follow those guidelines of the quote unquote Christian, uh, you know, way of doing things, uh, it, musically speaking, and that the, the artist, uh, in the way that the contemporary Christian marketplace does things. That's a good word, man. Thank you. Well, I mean, again, it's just, it's, it's all about following your heart. You know, if you, you feel led to be uh, a little edgy and do things different, and there are artists out there that do that, and that's really cool to see. You know, uh, Christian artists, I mean, that that are edgy and are really doing unique, cool things in a relatable way with mainstream. And that's how you're going to reach people, man. It's fantastic, Michael. Thank you. And uh, do you have anything coming up where people could connect with you? Anything we should be on the lookout for? Well, you know, I've, I've got a solo album that I'm wrapping up right now. That's going to be coming out in uh, late August, early September. We haven't set a, a release date yet. It's called 10. And, uh, you know, for a number of reasons, it, it's uh, it's my 10th solo album, believe it or not. And it, it all, there's also a title track called 10 that's based on the Ten Commandments. And the artwork will, will basically, you know, uh, it's going to really project that uh, like a modern day you know, Moses and the Ten Commandments and how important those should be and that and should be applied in our world today and they're they're not. Um so it's it's gonna be a killer album. I've got a different guitar player uh, soloing on every song. So every song has its own unique feel to it. Um and then Stripers touring <clears throat> on and off all year long. Uh we are working on a documentary for the next few years, it's going to be coming out uh, probably in two to two and a half, uh, three years tops. Striper starts work on a new album end of this year into the beginning of next year. And then I'm also doing a project with a guy by the name of Tracy Guns who plays for a band called L.A. Guns who was half of the original Guns N' Roses. He and I are doing an album together called Sunbomb. And, uh, you know, I'm just – I like to stay active, man. Music's such a part of my DNA. If if I'm not doing music, it's like not breathing. That's awesome, Michael. And, uh, you know, if people wanted to connect with you online, where could they find you? They can go to michaelsweet.com, striper.com. I am on Facebook. 
I think it's the Michael Sweet. Uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, and I'm on Instagram. On a, I'm on all the all those social media pages that you can you can find that are available out there. And I'm very active. Uh, I like to keep people up to date and involved, and uh, I I do my best to, you know, reach out to people and answer questions and, and everything and, and keep people in the loop regarding what we're doing, what I'm doing. So it's really cool, man. Yeah. But they can, they can find me online everywhere and anywhere. That's awesome. We'll make sure we list all that in the show notes, but again, man, thanks so much for making the time and being on the show. Hey, buddy, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Great job. I look forward to, uh, to hearing this and seeing it and uh, keep up the great work, my friend. And that wraps up this episode of The Dismantle. We would love to hear your thoughts on the topic we talked about today, maybe your experience and ways that we can continue to create community. You can find us on Instagram at DismantlePod. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash DismantlePod. And until next time, don't complain about the things you're not willing to change. You've been listening to The Dismantle, creating community, not converts. Visit us at DismantlePod.com.